Thank you for joining Dayspring Christian Church today. Our aim is to share the transforming love and power of Jesus Christ. Please enjoy a Sunday sermon already in progress. Well, we're going to continue our, our series uh, today in The Walls Fall Down in 2023. And so last week we talked about um, you know, walls falling down since uh, New Year's Eve and, and how faith brings walls down. And, and we looked at the, the story of, of Jericho and Joshua and uh, the Israelites. And so in Joshua chapter 6, I'm going to read a couple of verses. Uh, the first verse is in verse 5 of Joshua chapter 6. And it says this, And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, uh, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. And then I want us to go over to verse 15. On the seventh day they rose early, and at the dawn of the day, and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. And it was only that day they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Verse 20 says, so the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpets and the people shouted with great shout, the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into, in, sorry, into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. That is absolutely a powerful uh, story. Hopefully, you had some time to read it again this past week, and you know, in understanding what God is trying to say to us going into this year, uh, the things that we have struggled with in the past, He's giving us an opportunity to experience those very walls to fall down flat in your life in Jesus' name. And so, we talked about faith, the obedience that it takes to trust the Lord. Um, in the things that he's told us, the, the instructions he gave to Joshua and the people of Israel, and the, the fact that they had to follow what the Lord wanted them to do in order to experience that victory, and that God calls us to do the same thing coming into this year. Uh, sometimes we can expect a victory, but we're not doing what the Lord wants us to do. Hello? Right. And, and that's really common within within you know, Christendom, where, where we expect God to do all these things, but yet we, we're not walking in obedience or trusting him or have faith in him. Uh, only when things seem to be at a crunch or we go through a tragic situation, do we put our trust in God. We want God to show up and to do, you know, what we expect him to do or what he's done for others. But yet we don't evaluate the fact that we have not been following him. We have not been listening to him. We have not been doing what he's called us to do. And so 
through, through this example of Joshua and the children of Israel, is that they followed the Lord, they heard from the Lord what it is that he wanted them to do, and they followed it to a T, and then they experienced the victory. And so um, I want to ask you a question this, this morning. What is your shout going to be in 2023? What is your shout going to be in 2023? Uh, the Bible uses the word shout um, at times, and it uses the, or uses the word cry. A loud cry was made or a shout. And I'm not speaking of crying in the sense of weeping, but crying um, another word for shout, and it's a, a, a very loud verbal expression, right? Very loud verbal expression. As you go through scriptures, you see that there's the different types of shouts. There's different types of, of, of loud cries, you know, crying unto the Lord or, or just crying out loud. And uh, there's different types of shouts that are made, and some are done in praise, some are done in frustration and anger, some are done to get attention, some are done to intimidate, uh, some are done to indicate even defeat, right? And so over all these types of shouts, though, there are shouts that defeat the enemy. There are shouts that the scripture uh, show us that defeat the enemy. There are shouts that bring victory. Uh, there's a, but we also see through the story of, of Joshua and the children of Israel and Jericho that there's also a shout that brings down walls, the walls of the enemy. And I want us to look at three shouts that I've, I've shown examples of in the video that I've shown earlier uh, before, before uh, the message. And, and I want to look at three of these examples of shouts. The first one is the shout of anger and frustration. Uh, is your shout this year going to be a shout of anger and frustration? Now, this shout is a shout made when God doesn't seem to do what we expect him to do. This is a shout where we tend to show, um, you know, how we truly feel and our disappointment to God and our frustration with God, um, where we feel that we've done our part, but God hasn't done his part. And we're, we're frustrated. We, we, we tend to come up with, you know, the things that we felt that we went through, the, the, the things that we've done right, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the trust that we may have put in the Lord, the, the good, you know, steps that we've taken, and um, the, the fact that we've been obedient, or we, <clears throat> we did this, or we did that, you know, we lived right, you know, we talked about the fact that we live right before the Lord, and, and then something uh, happens that is contrary to our expectations. And these things that happen can either um, be something that's tragic, it could be something that's hurtful or painful, uh, it could be a disappointment, it could even be something that is, it, it is good. You know, it could be something that happened good, but it was different from our expectation, how we felt in the way we wanted God to do things. And so we then respond, we respond in a way that shows our anger and our frustration to God. Have, have you ever been there? Have you ever been at that point where, you know, you've done things and things are going well, or you're going from frustration to frustration, the battle to battle, and you just display your anger towards God, right? And you're still alive, right? You're still alive. No lightning struck you down. Your heart didn't stop beating. You didn't just drop on the ground. 
you're still alive. Have you ever shouted at God because things didn't turn out the way you expected it to turn out? In 2022, you may have turned out, it may have not have turned out the way you expected it, you know, to turn out. And now you're coming into 2023 and uh, things may have still not started out the way you expected them to start out. And uh, you're, you're expecting things to turn and they're not turning. And even though you made all of these promises and resolutions and commitments to the Lord, the year has just started out like a defeat. And you're frustrated and you're angry. And, and do you ever, do you, ever you know, have this anger towards the Lord on reserve? Sometimes we do that. What I mean by this is where, you know, we're trusting God, you know, for something, or we're praying for some things, and, and you're entertaining the thought that what if this does not happen, and you're reserving the anger that if it doesn't happen, like somehow, you know, we're saying to the Lord, like, I'm going to do this, and if the Lord doesn't hold his end, then man, you know, this is, this is where I hear, you know, especially Jamaicans say, you know, I'm just sitting for him, like I'm just, I'm just going to wait, right? Just waiting to see what he's going to do. And we have, we have this angry just set, ready, that if it doesn't go my way, then, man, God is going to hear it. I'm just preparing for him. Have you ever been there? Some of us are even there this morning where we're, we're going through a, a stressful 2022. We're, we're trying to approach 23 with such you know, anticipation and excitement and trust. And we're, we're trying to over one day, trying to shift all that thinking to something more positive. And, and then the week starts and it's like, oh man, or, or the day, New Year's Day starts, it's like, boom, you get hit. And, and it's like, come on. Like, I hoped, I wanted things to go well. The, in the book of Josh, uh, Jonah, the Bible speaks of Jonah as a, a prophet. And if you don't know the story, uh, Jonah is this prophet who's asked by God to go to Nineveh, the city, uh, because the city has turned away from the, the ways of the Lord. And Jonah's supposed to go and preach to them for them to repent and to turn, or God is going to destroy them. And Jonah doesn't want to go because he knows that if he goes and preaches, that God's going to have mercy on them. He doesn't want God to have mercy on them. He wants God to punish them, right? Just go ahead and punish them. Go ahead and wipe them out. But no, what Jonah does is he goes the opposite way rather than going the way that God has called him to go towards Nineveh. And in going the opposite way, he get, Bible says he gets on a boat. And as he gets on the boat, a storm comes on that boat. And they're, you know, it's so severe that they're throwing cargo off of the off of the ship right they're trying to throw cargo off to lighten it so that it can it can manage the waves and the storm even much better than than crashing and sinking and the bible says that they're trying to figure out why this is happening to them right and, and these are not even why would you say that these are godly men or ungodly men but but they get to the point of trying to figure out why is this happening and as they're discerning and trying to figure it out they realize that it's, it's Jonah. Jonah is the cause of all this happening. So they do the, the courageous thing and they throw him over boat, right? Like, throw me over boat. I'm the cause. Let me just go and die, you know, so I don't have to go to Nineveh. And like, you know, God punish me, drown me, do whatever. And the Bible says that is when the, the big whale, the big fish comes and, and takes Jonah and swallows him. And he spends three days 
in the in the belly of the whale, and then he spit out on dry land. And God says, "Now go to Nineveh," and he goes to Nineveh. And he goes to Nineveh and he preaches to the people for them to turn their lives to God. And the people hear and they repent and they turn their lives to God. And Jonah is angry. He's angry. God, why don't you just do this yourself? Like, why would you even include me in this? I knew you're going to be merciful to them. They don't deserve it. And the Bible says that that, that Jonah cries out to God, and that cry is a yell. He yells at God. Jonah yells at God. He like, like, shouldn't the, the, the storm have taught you something? Shouldn't the time in the belly of the fish have taught you something, Jonah, to not mess with God, and yet here you come and you yell at God? My goodness, if I was God, I would have just shut his mouth. Just, just take his mouth. Just, just remove his mouth altogether. Like, just teach him a good lesson. But Jonah yells at God. He's frustrated. He's tired. You know, you, you, know, you're, 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 you get to that point where you realize that, man, you've just been complaining. God has just not been doing things that you want him to do. And he shouts at God because he's angry at the fact that God did not do what he was going to do, the expectation. Jonah maybe expected the fire and brimstone to come down on these people, that their hearts would remain hard, and yet they repent. And God is merciful, and it changes. And then God changes from wrath to mercy and to grace. And maybe you're frustrated, maybe you're tired, maybe you've been complaining, uh, maybe you're like Jonah, like, really, God? Like, really? I thought you would have done this. I thought you would have done that. I thought you would have protected. I thought you would have watched over. I thought you would have answered. I thought you would have come through. I thought thought there was to be a new year. I thought things would have turned out. I thought I would have been healed. I thought that things would have changed. And and you're angry at God, and Jonah yelled at God. Have you ever been at that point? Are you there today where you've just been yelling at God time and time again, and that, that shout that you give is a shout of frustration because you feel that God is not working on your behalf, and God is not doing what you're expecting him to do? I noticed something in this interaction between God and, and Jonah and Jonah chapter 4 that God is not intimidated by Jonah's yelling. God is not intimidated by Jonah's shout of anger. God is patient and he sees this as an opportunity and he uses this as an opportunity to teach Jonah, to show him, look, I'm faithful. I'm a God of grace. God shows Jonah that he loves people and that he loves him, that he still loves him, even though he's frustrated, even though he's angry. He still loves him. Uh, he shows Jonah that his ways are, are not God's ways. Like God does things differently. The way, the way God does things is different from how we do things. God's timing is different from our timing. He tries to show John, Jonah that he desires repentance. He desires grace. He, he desires hearts that are turned towards him and to trust him. Even when it doesn't work out the way we expected it to work out, that he's still trustworthy, he's still a God of grace, that even in our frustration, he still loves us, he's still patient with us, 
So what is your shout going to be this year? Are you reserving a shout of anger? Has, has that shout of anger already started? You know, where, where it's like, come on, God, really? And like we saw in the movie, in the movie right? Smite me, almighty smiter. Like, come on, God, like, take me out of here. Like, you're, 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 you're not doing your job. And I've been showing up at church and I've been giving and I've been helping them and doing all these things. And the only one who's not doing his job is you. And there's that shout of anger that may be brewing inside. And you're thinking, man, come March. Oh, man, I'm going to let God have it. Come July. I'm going to let God have it. This is a happen by that. Come December 20, you know, 31st of, of 2023. If God doesn't do it by then, oh, I'm going to let him have it. What, what shout? Uh, what shout is going to be your shout this year? The, the second shout I see in scripture is a shout of war. Oh, this is a shout I love. I love the shout of war. I love it when there's two opposing sides. And, and as you saw in the video, there's this, there's this beckoning. There's this call to war. You know, there's this speech, this motivational speech before this. You know, we're going to go, we're going to take control, and it's a red day. And, and then you're the cry of, of war, yeah, we're going to take the land, we're going to kill them, we're going to have the victory. And the purpose of the, of the shout of war is to provide intimidation to the enemy, to cause fear in the enemy, is to arouse aggression in ourselves and courage within ourselves. and. Uh, uh, on our side, but then to cause intimidation on the hostile side, to cause intimidation and fear on our enemy side because, because we're coming and we're coming with force. And we're coming and we're not going to be defeated. We're coming and we're going to rip you apart. We're going to cut your head off and we're going to leave no survivors. Oh, I love the shout of war. I just love it. I love watching those movies where they just come crashing into each other and, and the blood and the guts and the sword and the, and the fighting and, and someone then is going to give the shout of victory at the end when they're victorious. Oh, I love the shout of war. Because the shout of war strikes fear in the enemy. It strikes fear in the enemy. And unless the enemy knows that you're going to Fight until you die or until you win. Unless the enemy know that you are not messing around and you're not gonna stop swinging, you're gonna you're gonna 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 bite, you're gonna scratch, you're gonna pull hair, you're gonna do whatever you can to come out on top. And there's a shout of victory that that motivates yourself, but also lets the enemy know. I'm coming for you, and I'm not backing down. Oh, I love the shout of war. I love the shout of war. Uh, the Bible speaks in 2 Chronicles 13 that Israel was in a situation where Israel is divided into two kingdoms, the, the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. And the kingdom of Israel is now coming to fight the kingdom of Judah and Abijah, and they're, they're, they're coming to, and they're surrounding them, the Bible says. They surround them uh, in the front, and then they're going behind them, and they're ambushing them. 
on every side. And here they are in Judah. And the Bible says in, in 2 Chronicles 13, verse 13 to 18, it says, the men of Judah raised the battle shout. Like, they're cornered. They got the enemy in front of them and behind them because the enemy went around and, and behind them. And now they realize they have the enemy on both sides and they make the war shout. The Bible says, <laughs> and it says, but the men shouted, and when the men of Judah shouted, God defeated Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. In other words, when they shouted, this battle shout, the, the war shout unto the, unto the Lord, the Bible says the Lord defeated the enemy, and they had the victory in the name of Jesus. And the, the Bible says the men of Israel fled from before Judah and God gave them into their hands and Abijah and the people struck them with a great force and there fell slain 500,000 chosen men. Hallelujah. You see, the war cry is a prayer shout. The war cry is a cry of prayer. The war cry is a, a cry of, of a, a sense of move. The war cry is a cry of I'm going to fight and I'm not going to give up fighting until I either die or I win. This is a cry to the Lord for help. This is a cry to the Lord for strength. This is a shout to the Lord to give me the victory in the midst of this situation. Give me the victory. Even though I'm surrounded by the enemy, give me the victory in the name of Jesus. And the shout is a shout to the Lord to come help me fight the enemy. Come help me fight the enemy. The Bible says that though we live in this war, in this world, we do not wage war as the world does because the weapons we fight with are not weapons that the world uses like i wish i wish we can use the weapons of the world i wish oh my goodness if i went into battle i, I could just i could just use this sword i could just you know, you know, you want a loan and the, the bank's not giving you a loan, just walk into the bank with the sword and just come and make the war cry. Ah! And just go charging at somebody. Don't you want to join me doing that? Oh, I wish I could do this. I wish to, you know, deal with difficult people. You can just bring them into appointment, put this behind the couch while they're, and in the middle of the meeting, just pull it out. And just ah, deal with them one time, right? A neighbor, a neighbor that you have that's just driving you crazy, or even a roommate, bring out oh, one of your spouse, right? Oh, just, just, just oh, your children, your children drive you crazy. Just get the, the weapon out, get the sword out. Just deal with them one time. Have it over with. But the Bible says the weapon of our warfare, it's not carnal. 
it's it's not it's not a weapon that we wield. It's not a weapon that we can stab with or shoot with. It's not a weapon that we can uh, use to see to see blood and the gore and all that stuff we want to see to make sure the person's not breathing. Like he says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not they're not earthly weapons. He said, but they're on the contrary. It's it's opposite to that. It's it's divine weapons. It's spiritual weapons. The weapons that we have in the spirit are to demolish strongholds. There's nothing I can do in a spiritual battle with a physical weapon. There's nothing I could do. No matter how many times I swing in the air, no demon of hell is going to move. Oh, I wish it would work. But Paul says, no. He says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. On the contrary, they're spiritual weapons. They're weapons that, that, that of divine, divine power to demolish strongholds. To, devolve, to demolish the enemy, we demolish arguments and pretensions that sets itself up against God. That's why in Ephesians 6, Paul says, hey, you know, we, 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 we have to put on the armor of God. We're not putting on a physical armor. We're putting on the armor of God so that we can stand against the enemy, that we can wrestle, he says. We can wrestle uh, against these spiritual forces. And so we put on the armor of God. It's a, it's a spiritual armor that we put on. It's a spiritual weapon that we use. It's the sword of the spirit that we use. And so the war, the war cry is the cry of God. I need you to strengthen me as I go into battle. I need you to strengthen me as I face the enemy. I need you to strengthen me so I come out victorious. And the Lord then assists those who make the war cry in the spirit. He assists them and he fights with them and they come out victorious. And as we fight using the spiritual weapons, the Lord gives us the victory and we defeat the enemy. Is your cry going to be a war cry this year? A cry that says, you know, come hell or high water. No matter what I face, I'm going to continue to press forward, knowing that if the Lord is with me, I'm going to have the victory. That, that, that there may be casualties, but I'm still going to press in. Then I'm going to ask the Lord for strength in my mind. I'm going to ask the Lord for strength in my spirit. I'm going to make a prayer shout to the Lord and say, Lord, if you don't help me, I can't do this. And no matter what I face, I am not going to give up. And like they did in war, it's either I die or I win, but I'm not going to give up. That war cry, that war shout is a shout that says, Lord, I need you. I can't do this without you. Lord, strengthen me as I move forward. Lord, strengthen my mind, strengthen my heart, strengthen my thinking, strengthen, oh God, the plans. Strengthen me, God, as I move forward and give me the victory again. And again and again, this this war shout, this war shout is a is a shout that we keep we keep doing. Paul says, "Pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing, pray." Continue to call on the Lord in 2023. Call on the Lord again and again. 
when you face a situation, when the enemy doesn't seem like he's dying, we call on the Lord. When the enemy doesn't seem like he's, he's surrendering, we continue to cry out to the Lord, and the Lord works on our behalf because we know that he's faithful. And he's given us examples of how he comes through. He's given us examples of how he strengthened those who are feeble. And like Nehemiah, we pray, Lord, strengthen my grip one more time. Strengthen me on my knees one more time. Lord, give me the strength to fight one more time. Give me the strength to forgive one more time. Give me the strength, Lord God, to trust you one more time. Give me the strength to keep walking, Lord, and to keep fighting and to keep trusting you, knowing, God, that it's not by my might nor by my power, but it's by your spirit. It's by your spirit, Lord. It's by your spirit that it is done. So what is your cry going to be this year? Is it going to be a, a shout, a shout of a war, uh, a war shout? Is it going to be a shout of, of, of war, of prayer, of moving forward, knowing that God is going to be with you uh, in the midst of being bombarded by the enemy on every side? Of declaring that you, the Lord is on your side and you're not going to be defeated because he says no harm is going to come to those who trust in him. He's going to protect us from every plan and strategy of the devil. He's going to protect us and keep us from every plan and strategy of the enemy to destroy our souls. That's what God promises. So this year, we continue to come in prayer and fasting. This year, we continue to make that war cry, knowing that the Lord will strengthen us in the midst of the battle. That will come out victorious in the power of his name. And then the third shout I see is a shout of victory. It's a shout of victory. It's a shout of praise. This is a shout where the, the, the war cry, the war shout, it gets us the victory. The praise shout brings down walls. The praise shout brings down walls where you don't even have to fight. You don't even have to fight. The shout praise is, is a shout that says to the Lord, you have already fought for me. You have already won the victory for me, and it's already been done by your power. And so I praise you. And so I shout a praise to you. I shout, I shout victory to you. I shout to bring down the very walls that stand in the way. Because the Lord has promised me that he's going to remove those walls. I shout because I have already, I already have the victory and the battle is done. In other words, the fight is fixed. The fight is fixed. You know, several years ago, I was watching, you know, a, a, a boxing match and, and, uh, you know, I had already seen the match before and, and, you know, I'm watching it again and I, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, as I'm watching it and it's getting pretty intense, I, I forgot who won. I forgot who won and I'm watching it and I'm, I'm like, man, I, I can't remember who won here. And, and I'm getting so intense because the guy I was rooting for seems to be losing. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Did he actually lose this fight? Like, did he actually lose this fight? So you know what I did? I paused the video and I went to the end of the video 
to see whose hands are raised. And when I saw that my guy's hands are raised, I went, yes, that's right. I went back into where I left off and I began to watch it, but I had a new confidence. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how many hits he gets. It doesn't matter if he got knocked down. He ends up winning the fight. The shout phrase is the same type of confidence. You, you already see the end results. You already know that God has already won. God has already made the promise to you. The victory is already yours. The fight has been fixed. And we praise God for what has already been done. We don't praise him for what he is going to do. We praise him for what he has already done. If he says you're going to get the job, we praise him for the job. If he says that you're going to be healed, you praise him for the healing. If he says you get the victory, you praise him already for the victory. You praise him before the battle even starts. You praise him for the walls to fall down because he says the walls are going to fall down in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And so the shout of praise, the shout praise is where we hear Almighty God say, it's not by might nor by power, but it's my, my spirit. Just sit back and let me do it. Just praise and watch me do it. Just leave it into my hands. And God designed this whole process of, of, for, for Jericho to be defeated because he wanted the Israelites to see his divine omnipotence. He wanted Jericho to see his divine omnipotence. This process was to teach the Israelites that, that this, there's a memorial lesson here that if we have faith and confidence in God's promises, his promises are going to come true. It's a, it's a lesson for us to know that if God promises you, he's going to promise you. This is what's to teach it, to inspire them to respect God and to reverence his presence from beginning to end. That if God speaks and he says what he's going to do, that you trust his words. And what he said, among other voices, among other recommendations and other opinions, you trust what the Almighty God has said from beginning to end, and you will see the fulfillment of his promise in the name of Jesus. And so we shout a praise to him. Is that going to be your shout this year? As you think into this year what you're praying for, as you think into this year what God has promised you and you're believing for, it could be financial, it could be employment, it could be something with your family, your marriage, whatever. Are you waiting to see what happens or are you beginning to shout? God says, shout a praise to me and see that I am going to fulfill. In other words, we, we shout before the battle. We don't wait till the battle is over. We shout now. And our praise is what does it. The praise that the Israelites gave were, were, was a praise where they uh, were waiting and looking for the fulfillment of what God is going to say. Like I told you last week, God spoke to Joshua. Joshua spoke to the people. They all performed what God wanted them to do. And then they watched for exactly what should happen to happen. Debbie McDaniel speaks of the power in our praises. And she talks about praise 
gets our focus off of ourselves and back on God, right? Because when it's ourselves, we're focusing on how we're walking, right? We got to walk once around the wall once, once a day, you know, go around the wall. We're focusing on how we're walking, right? We're focusing on ourselves. We're focused on what we have to do. Am I walking right? Am I walking in line? Am I doing what needs to be done? Yeah, like, well, we're so focused on ourselves. When we, 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 we shout and praise to God, and the focus is on him, on his mighty power, on his mighty works. Psalms 150 says, praise him for his deeds, his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. He's excellent. He's great. He's mighty. He brings out walls. He says he's going to do it, and he's going to fulfill it. And we praise him. So praise gets the focus off ourselves. It places on God. Praise, praise makes the enemy flee. It makes the enemy tremble. It brings down walls. When, when we shout a praise to God, there's things that are happening in the spiritual realm. And the enemy flees in Jesus' name. The enemy flees in Jesus' name. You remember in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22, where Jehoshaphat, you know, where they, where they were going to battle against the, the evil will of those who are coming against the children of God. And we see God's miraculous defeat of the enemy because of people's obedience to praise him. All they did was praise God. And the Bible says that confusion came, that the ambush that was set up were invaded. They were all defeated in Jesus' name. When we praise God, the enemy flees. When we praise God in the midst of a tragedy, when we praise God in the midst of, 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 of feeling disappointed or discouraged, it confuses the enemy. Because the enemy's plan was to defeat us. The enemy's plan was to bring in discouragement. But when we turn to praise, when we turn to glorifying God, and the enemy realizes his plan is not going to work, that we're going to keep marching, that we're going to keep focusing on the Lord, that we're going to shout a praise to him because he promised to tear down those walls. The enemy flees, right? Because when we're praising, there's, there's no room for complaining or praising. We can't, we can't complain and praise at the same time. It doesn't work, right? I wonder if the reason why God had them walk around quietly for seven days was to, was to deal with the complaint that would come, right? Didn't want anything verbalized. You know, people were walking like, man, my feet are just burning me. Lord, like, nope, don't even speak it out. Be silent. Just keep going. Like the Lord has promised he's going to do it. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other, right? Or the negative thinking that comes, you know, the, the, the heat is coming down on us. You know, uh, uh, our, our knee is hurting. Our back is hurting. All this negativity. Oh, is, is this really going to happen? Is this really going to take place? You know, maybe God had them be quiet just so that he could speak to them individually and not say a word. Deal with all the inner battle, the inner negativity to prepare them for praise. Because you can't praise and complain at the same time. And God knows our hearts and he cares about us. He's so concerned about us. And he wants us to praise from a pure place. He wants us to praise in confidence and trusting in him. And, and he, he brings us to that place of understanding that he's a God who is not defeated. He's a God who doesn't fail. He's a God who doesn't lose. And so we praise him in that. 
we praise because we know what God has done for others, but he can also do for us, right? Sometimes in our, in our speaking to God, we complain because of what he has done to others and he hasn't done it for us. And why them, God? How can you have it done for me, God? No, when we shout a praise to God, it's thanking God for what he's done for the other person because we know that he's a God who can also do it for us. We know that he's a God who will come through for us. In Psalms 103, verse 2, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Not only the benefits for me, but the benefits that he's shown me for other people. I praise him because he's almighty God. Have you been praising when other people celebrate something that God has done? Do you celebrate in front of their face, but then behind is like, man, God, like, why them again? You know, like, like, why Pastor Trey again? Like, you know, we even blessed last month. Like, what about, you know, why that church again? Why not they spring God? No, he says, focus on praising him. Don't forget all his benefits, the benefits that are for you, the benefits that others have experienced. I, I link into what God has done in their lives, and I praise God for what he has done because I know he fulfilled the promise in their life. He's going to fulfill the promise in my life. I see, when we praise, we shout praises to God. It makes room for God's blessing over our lives. It opens the door for God's blessing. The Bible says that when Jericho's walls fell down, that they, were, where they went in and they took everything. Everything of precious that was precious, that was dedicated unto the Lord. They took everything. When, when we praise, it makes room for God's blessing in our lives. He opens doors for us. He brings down walls for us. And we shift into his mindset instead of our mindset. And we see that even as David says, we enter his, his courts with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And we see that the Lord is good and he has done great things for us. And praise also paves the way for God's power to be displayed in miracles. And we see this all through scripture, where when they praise, when they worship the Lord, that things happen, that spiritual things took place, miracles took place, uh, walls fell down, the enemy was confused, prison doors opened. When we praise, if you're wanting to th see things change in your life this year, then make the praise shout your shout. Shout unto the Lord for what he is going to do. Thank the Lord for March. It's not here yet, but thank him. Thank him for July. Shout a praise to him for September. Shout a praise to him for the job. Shout a praise to him for the marriage. Shout a praise to him for the healing. Because he's a God of promise, and he'll fulfill what he says he's going to do. And so as you think of the things that you're worried about for this year, the things that you need victory over, uh, this week I encourage you to shout praise to the Lord. Shout praise to the Lord that you have victory over. That habit that, that, that keeps going around, shout praise the Lord for your deliverance. Shout praise the Lord for the victory. His word says that we're overcomers. I praise God that I'm an overcomer. The walls haven't fell yet, but I'm praising God and watching for the walls to fall. Shout a praise. 
in the shower. Shout a praise in the car by yourself. Shout a praise in work. Shout a praise when you're on the go bus or the go train. Shout a praise. People may think you're crazy, but they haven't seen what you've seen. You've seen the walls falling down in the name of Jesus. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for.